All right, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Parks Princess Podcast. This is episode two. Thank you so much for joining us again, or welcome if you have just found us. Uh, Our friend Sharla has just returned from Walt Disney World. And so this episode, we're going to be talking all about her recent trip. What was it like to be there over Labor Day? Where did she stay? What did she eat? Because of course, food and wine just started. Um, So we're super excited to get right into it. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. All right. Episode two, are you guys ready for this? We're ready. Really excited. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we should mention that we're recording this uh, just a day after our website launched. So thank you so much to everybody who has been patiently waiting and following us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, And we're so grateful because no sooner did we sort of press go on the website than you guys had found it, you were reading, you were listening. We're hoping to have the podcast on iTunes very soon. In fact, by the time you hear this, hopefully it's up, um, as well as you know Google and all those other places that you can check it out. So that's coming soon. But in the meantime, thank you so much for, for all of your support and for checking out our website and supporting us. And guys, did you notice we didn't even talk about Patreon yet? We haven't even mentioned that we had Patreon. And we already have patrons. <laughs> I know. And that's, that's fantastic. So Thank you all so much. Thank you. We're so excited. It's so crazy. So I want to give a, a, a big shout out to Dawn. Dawn is our first ever patron supporter. Um, she found it. She went looking for it. And she was our very first one. So big, big hat tip to Dawn. Um, and Dawn. we've had a few others since then. Thank you, Dawn. Um, And so since the cat is out of the bag, I guess we should say that um, we do have a Patreon page. Patreon, for those of you who don't know, is a way to for listeners and readers to help support um, content creators like ourselves to sort of help offset some of the expenses that come with, you know, an endeavor like this. So, cause of course there's, you know, website hosting fees and, you know, podcast hosting fees and, you know, fees for the service. Anyway, it's fees, lots of fees. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's just a great way to help us offset some of those costs. And that gives us more time to devote to these podcasts. It gives us better quality um, because we can, you know, use it to buy new equipment and subscribe to new services that do post-production and all that kind of stuff. So we are so, so, so grateful. And we're still tweaking. And so you may see some changes in the tiers. You can join us right now at $2 a month or $5 a month or $10 a month, but we may add or move some, some tiers around. So if you've already joined, thank you. And if you're thinking about joining, please, we appreciate you so, so, so much. All right, let's get into it. Sharla, tell us about your recent trip. Where did you stay? Yes, we we went for um, four nights total, and it was a very last minute trip. Um, we planned it about two weeks or so before we uh, before we decided to go. Um, so the first night we didn't get in until um, around midnight, and we stayed at Pop Century at the new rooms at Pop Century. And I was quite impressed with how they did um, the refurb. Uh, the only thing I didn't love was that they had showers and not baths. And I think that's going to affect some people with uh, y- young children. Mm-hmm. But they had the showers were fantastic. They had a rain shower. Um, and it was, it was just lovely. Um, the bed with the... A Nova bed with with the table was was really nice. Um, it was I laid on it for a few minutes. It was very comfortable, um, and I thought that it was a really uh, really good refurb, really nice hotel. 
That's great. Um, and the tub, the tub thing that you mentioned. So this is something that Disney's moving to in a lot of the resorts, which is really interesting. There are, as they go through and remodel the resorts, they're getting rid of virtually all of the bathtubs. Right. And I'm not sure why. And I, we got there so late, I did not get a chance to ask a cast member how many, if they had any rooms with tubs. Um, I'm sure they have to have some accessible um Mm-hmm. tubs but um i i didn't get a chance to ask but if i ever can ask that if i'm if i'm back down there i can stop by there and ask again but um yeah i was i was kind of surprised at that especially with such a family friendly place <laughs> okay so that was pop century but that's not where you stayed for your whole trip is it Right. No, we only stayed there the one night because, again, we got in so late. Um, But we moved over on Friday to the Polynesian. And I am a big uh, fan of the uh, deluxe resorts with the club level rooms. So we said, well, if we're going to stay at the Polynesian, we might as well stay club level and enjoy all of the amenities there. You know, we approve of that decision. Yes, it's, it was. Um, it, it's the, so I had stayed at the Polynesian once before, but I had never stayed in their club level. Um, the rooms I found pr- pretty much identical for their standard type rooms and their club level rooms. Um, I didn't I didn't see any difference in size or anything. The rooms at the Polynesian are quite large. Um, they have two queen size beds plus a sitting area plus a day bed or a sofa that converts down into a day bed. Uh, and then the bathroom was very large, double sink and um, really big mirror, the mirror, the whole wall. And this one, again, it's, it, this one had a tub because um, it, it's been refurbished, but not in the, in the recent change um, where they're going to, to showers instead of tubs. Um, but it was, it was a very nice room, but the club level lounge was my, was kind of the, favorite part of it um continental breakfast every morning included basically the lounge was open all day there were times when they said they were closed um but you could get anything you wanted at all hours of the day um food snacks drinks they had uh beer and wine and cordials in the evenings um sodas um you know day and night we could just go get one and our room was only about what, 10 or 12 doors down from the actual club level lounge. Oh, so we nice. just had to walk oh, down that, the hall. Oh, that's perfect. So it was very nice, very convenient. Um, the The lounge has two levels. Um, the top floor is a little bit quieter. Um, that's where m- mainly adults congregated. But then on the main level where the food actually was, they had um, – they had – a kids TV and a little kids area set up and then they had lots of seating for everybody else. But the best part of the lounge I think was um, that we could watch the magic kingdom fireworks from the lounge. They piped the music in, we could see everything. Um, It wasn't too loud because I mean, we could have gone outside, but it was so nice to be able to be inside to muffle the sounds for people who don't like really loud noises of the fireworks and we could watch it and have a drink and not have to deal with all the crowds. And it was absolutely fantastic. That's amazing. So now let me ask you, cause I know you booked this trip sort of a very last minute, but one of the services that you get when you get club level rooms is that you can have the concierge staff assist you with making dining reservations. Now you didn't have a chance to do that, right? 
Right. Uh, we actually didn't even make any dining reservations at all because, uh, we'll, we'll, as we'll get to, this trip was mainly to eat at food and wine. Um, so I would have absolutely done that, um, used them if, if we hadn't needed any reservations because I know even with last minute they could have um, just searched for it across the board to see what to see what was there. All right. So now anything else about the Polynesian? Like, did you, um, did you have a chance to, you know, grab any food at the food court or experience any of the dining at the restaurant mm-hmm. or at the resort rather? Um, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, um, we didn't go to, we didn't go to Trader Sam's because we had all the drinks in the lounge. So I didn't feel the need to go over yeah, to why, Trader why, Sam's. Why pay for um, drinks when you get them for free, right? <laughs> right. Right. Um, and we uh, we we ate at Captain Cook's, um, and my favorite there is those um, pulled pork nachos with the pineapple salsa. I just uh, really love those at Captain Cook's. And um, then, and also, I wanted to mention the pool at the Polynesian. Um, they had a quiet pool that our room actually overlooked the quiet pool, and then they have the volcano pool and a great splash pad in the middle. Um, in which we did go to the pool several times and we, uh, my daughter loved the splash pad and the water slide is pretty fun there. It's mostly in the dark, which is different from a lot of those slides at, uh, the other hotels there. Very cool. All right. So that's where you stayed. Um, and I know that you got to experience one of my favorite things, which is the minivans. Tell us about the minivans. Yes. Okay. Um, the minivans is a fairly new service. They've been testing it for, I guess, about a year. Um, but it's a fairly new service that will is partnered. Disney has partnered with Lyft to ride share, and they have these um, Chevy Traverse wrapped in polka dot, uh, red and white polka dots like mini. And you order it on the Lyft app. And for us, it was fantastic when we wanted to get to a place for rope drop and we couldn't be bothered to get out of bed <laughs> um, to wait in time to wait for the bus. So we, we tried it out uh, the first morning and had a great time and we were able to get to where we needed to go in time for rope drop, which was um, we were trying to go to Pandora and that's essential for not having to wait in, as long of a line for flight of passage. Cause again, we didn't have a fast pass. We booked two weeks ago. So awesome. I loved it. I, I used the minivans on one of our recent trips and I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to convince my husband and my son to ever travel <laughs> like on a regular Disney bus again, not with, as my husband puts it, he doesn't ride with the gen pop anymore. He's, <laughs> he's just mini minivan for life. <laughs> he loved it. He loved it now, but it's a little pricey. Yeah, that's so. A couple of other things before we talk about the price, they have two um, car seats in each minivan, and if you, so, if you need a car seat, it's there. Those car seats are they go for, they go rear facing for infants all the way up to I think 110 pounds. They said for um, booster seats. Um, so my daughter needs a booster seat, and so we were they were able to just throw one in, and it took all of two minutes. Be, if that, because she just had to get buckled and it was very fast, very simple to use. Um, but yes, it is quite pricey and we can get into that too. Well, I think the minivans are fantastic. First of all, they're adorable. They have little polka dots all over them. Um, and they're very clean. So I actually have a service dog and it's nice to be able to bring my service dog in the minivan, um, 
as opposed to the bus where there's people all over. Sometimes it gets crowded and people are stepping on him. He had his own seat. They see that a dog is coming. They actually have blankets in the trunk that they go and they lay out on the seat for your service dog so he can get cozy and comfy and it doesn't, um, you know, ruin the upholstery or get fur everywhere for other guests who may be allergic. So that I think is really fantastic. But like we've mentioned, it's a little pricey and, you know, it's great to be able to go from place to place very quickly, but there's also cabs at the resort. And so depending on where you're wanting to go, if your distance is pretty short, I think you would come out ahead by taking a cab that is already right there. And all you have to do is kind of walk out and wave your arm and it's immediately ready for you. Yeah, I agree. All right. So now what we've really been waiting for, Charlotte, you just got back from the food and wine festival and Heather, I know food and wine festival is like your favorite thing on the planet. So I'm going to, Heather, I'm going to let you ask all the questions because I know you've been waiting for this. You can't see me. I'm doing a happy dance right now. (laughs) So (laughs) I love food and wine so deeply. And Charlotte, you were there pretty much opening weekend. So I guess my first question was, how are the crowds? Yes, we were there. Um, the second day it opened was our first day. Um, the crowds were busy, <laughs> but not as bad as I've ever seen it. Usually on the weekends, it gets pretty crowded during food and wine, but it really wasn't that bad. Uh, this year, they expanded it almost throughout the whole park. There were quite a few booths in Future World. So I think that really helped spread out the crowds and they weren't just packed in World Showcase. Oh, that's such good news. Um, so what were what are some of the new booths that maybe we haven't seen before yet? Okay. So the one of the ones that I had not seen before, and I think this was new, was the Light Lab, which is actually in Interventions right next to Club Cool. So Light Lab was they did have last, that last year, year and it was okay. the coolest thing ever. I think I played with my Light Up Donut for way too long as if I was. Yeah. <laughs> And I hadn't, I hadn't seen that, um, and I guess I must have missed it last year because there were several things that I was mentioning to you guys that were brand new to me, and you were like, yep, that was there last year. Um, but it was all still new to me, so if you haven't been in a couple of years, it's worth it. Um, so for everybody but what, who hasn't been to Light Lab, explain the premise of it. Oh, <laughs> it, it all glows. It just glows. Glows. It's so pretty. So they have basically, if you take one of those glow sticks and you break it up over food is what it looks like or in your drink and they serve drinks in um, flasks. So they looked like you were all in the chemistry lab. Um, They had, let's see, the drinks listed were phosphorescent freeze, infrared and ultraviolet. Those were all um, non-alcoholic, but then they had, um, those little uh, Chinese boba pearls in, in some of the drinks they had ciders and they had food like everything and everything was just neon. The whole place looked like a black light explosion. It was really, really cool. So fun. So fun. Um, Okay. So what were some of your favorite maybe booths or food items or cocktails that you got to Mm -hmm. try? Okay, my favorite food area was over really close to the light lab, actually, but ne- um, on the Future World side, um, close to Figment. And it was, there were three booths there, and they were called Next Eats. 
and they had Earth Eats, which had my favorite meal, which is the Impossible Burger Slider. And the Impossible Burger, if you don't know, is a vegan burger, and it's made to look and taste just like a hamburger, and it was so good. It had a wasabi slaw that was just unbelievable. It wasn't too spicy. I think any anybody could handle it, even if they don't like spice. Um, and then, so that was in the Earth Eats section. Then, the, So Next Eats has three, Earth Eats, Active Eats, and Coastal Eats. Active Eats had um, a loaded mac and cheese, a Ooh. salmon, and then our favorite thing were these little energy bar bites. Um, oh. I thought they were going to be kind of um, like energy balls, like you could take with you if you were running or something like that. But they were, you had to eat them with a fork because they were so chocolatey. Um, oh, they were good. But they were made of uh, chocolate, nuts, dried fruit, and dates. And so, uh, and then they had a little bit of coconut sprinkled on top. And I'm not a fan of coconut, but I liked these. They were real good. Oh, I feel like I'm and then for everything I'm going to eat when I go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the next section there was Coastal Eats. And they had um, a shrimp scampi dip, some scallops. And then my favorite was the lump crab cake. Oh, that Coastal Eats was my favorite booth last year. Mm -hmm. It was really good. And I liked it how they kind of divided it this year um, into those three different sections. Um, I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, my favorite, though, was the, and it's getting a lot of talk, the mimosa bar in the festival center. Yes, just so you all know, Charlotte was sending us pictures of all of her mimosas while she was there, and we were so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Very jealous. Um, yes. So um, it was, I'm trying to find my paper real quick to talk about it, what different kinds that they had. But my favorite one was the um, tropical mimosa. Oh. Um, and I'm, I'm really not sure what it was. It was a, a lot of different fruits. It was definitely wasn't just orange juice. It was, I think it might've had some grapefruit juice and it was kind of in an orangish color, uh, more than a regular mimosa. Um, and then they had a key lime mimosa, Whoa. a blood orange mimosa. Um, and then a frozen mimosa, which actually had hearts, hard seltzer in it. Um, and then they had a frozen apple pie, which was non-alcoholic, um, so a lot of different options in that in that mimosa bar, is, which is located in the festival center, I, which is um, are there tables and chairs yeah. so I can park myself there for a few hours? Um, a little bit. Um, there, those high top tables are there, um, and then they had some benches over on the side. Um, but yeah, you could definitely find a place to um, to sit for for a while and drink your mimosas. You can get two. Um, alcoholic beverages per ID at a time. So you can always get two and then enjoy those and go back and get mm, more. Fantastic. Pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What were some other standout items? Because I know you don't like my favorite thing at the festival, which is the Brazilian cheese bread. And it breaks my heart a lot. Um, but what were your favorites? Oh, well, Brazil did have um, some uh, pork belly that was amazing. Yes. Um, yes. That was my really favorite. Good. Um, my, but my all-time favorite was probably at um, Taste Track, which is a booth that's always there, but I don't think they always have this. Um, and it's right near Test Track, by, you know, you, based on the name. Um, but they had all desserts 
and they had gelato, which we loved from our Paris trip. Yes. Um, but they had uh, cronuts, the croissant donuts. And then they had them in all different kinds. They had one with cinnamon and sugar, one with chocolate and teeny tiny little marshmallows. That's the one that I loved. Um, hazelnut and then sprinkles. And then they also had a pancake milkshake, which was really good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pancake milkshake. And so it was, um, I don't know. I don't know how they made it, but it also had, um, so, so it was kind of like pancakes with strawberries on top because it had a strawberry syrup oh. that they put on top of it. And oh man, was it good. So that, that day with the uh, pancake milkshake and the cronut with chocolate and marshmallows was very much a sugar overload, but we really enjoyed everything. Uh, we didn't eat anything that we did not like. Oh, um, nice. Definitely. That's good. So, and for those of you who don't like or can't drink um, beer and wine, they did have <laughs> a, like Sarah, a- AKA they me. did have um, from Joffrey's throughout the park, they had frozen drinks with different options. So they had a frozen cappuccino with uh, bourbon. They had a wild goose, uh, wild berry and Grey Goose Vodka. They had a lemon one called Fire and Ice. So it had lemon and fireball cinnamon whiskey. And they had, and they had, I I thought you'd like this one, Sarah, the frozen orange pineapple with Grand Marnier. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. You had me until you said pineapple. Everything else was good, but sometimes in mixed drinks, you can't really taste the pineapple. So I would definitely be willing to give that one a shot for sure. I mean, I'll taste all of them, so. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Sharla, you and I both have kids. Now, mine's a teenager and yours is much younger. So, what was it like being there, um, you know, with your daughter? Yeah. uh, My daughter is seven. And so, she has gotten a little bit more adventurous with trying new foods. But um, some of the stuff she really didn't want to try. She loved the pancake milkshake. Of course, um, she loved the um, the different kinds of breads they have. She really loved the cheddar cheese soup in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but her favorite thing was just any anytime they had ice cream, <laughs> she just was, was going to try all the different types of ice cream. That was her favorite. Um, there, they have a lot of activities for kids to do. They have the Remy's hide and squeak, which is really cute. Um, it, it is little, it's kind of like hidden Mickey's, but it's hidden Remy's and they have he's on the top of a building or inside a kiosk or somewhere. It's a little scavenger hunt that you can pick up a, um, a booklet and check, check off where you find Remy. And that's very cute. They also had different activities for kids to do that are free, but you do need to sign up ahead of time. Um, like they had a candy sushi. It was sponsored by Skittles, I think. Um, but you go down in the land pavilion and they teach you how to make sushi, but it's all made with candy. So that was, it was very cute. We did not get to participate in that because like I had said before, we planned this trip really last minute, so we didn't sign up in time, but it looked really fun and really cute. So fun. And uh, other question, how were the crowd levels? Cause you were there actually over a holiday weekend, right? How did you find the crowd yeah. levels? Yeah, so it really wasn't bad um, overall. Since since I since I said that everything else was moved out into Future World, it, that really helped. I thought with um, 
World Showcase, and then the the lines for the attractions. Gosh, they weren't long. Like Soren was thirty five minutes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, at one point, um, and at the end of the night, it got down to you know we saw it fifteen or twenty minutes. And even on a short trip, I think we rode Soren three times, and we didn't have to wait that long at all. Um, the Frozen Ever After ride, it was still about an hour, but again, with all the crowds being in World Showcase, it wasn't bad. And then the um, Three Caballeros ride, the line was 20 to 30 minutes long for that, which what? is unheard of for that. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's bizarre. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll never since, happen again. <laughs> I know, but I guess it's because that's kind of the first place you get to when you get into World Showcase. But Test Track, what the the line wasn't long. Um, over on uh, over on the other side, the the seas with Nemo, it wasn't long at all either. So it really wasn't. It didn't impact the overall crowds that much. Just the f- food and one itself. Okay. okay. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. So that's food and wine. Any other food and wine stuff? Did we miss anything? Any off the top of your head, any pro tips to help us get the most out of the festival? If you can, go on a weekday. (laughs) uh, I know a lot of us don't have that benefit to be able to go on a weekday versus the weekends, but there's definitely a big impact to the crowds on the weekends versus during the week. Yes, very true. Very true. Anybody else have any tips? You guys have been a lot. Um, Well, I always make sure I pick up one of the little passports that you can get at any of the food kiosks, they're free. And it lists every single booth with every food and beverage item. And then you can check off as you go and make notes on your favorite so that if you want to go back later, you can see the ones that you really enjoyed. That's what I always do. The little passport is great because then weeks later, you can look back and think, what was that thing that I liked? And you flip back into it and it's all there for you. Those are great. Um, that is exactly what I just used to talk about food and wine. I just looked through <laughs> my passport. <laughs> Super handy. <laughs> I would say my pro tip is probably pace yourself. Um, you know, start early in the day if you can. Um, and, you know, the portions are small, but they're good for sharing. So if you're going with friends or family, you know, my family went last year and it was me, my husband, and my then 13-year-old son. And we would sort of divide and conquer, you know, my son would go to one booth with his gift card to pay. You know, my husband would go to one. We would each get one or two things from each booth. And then we would meet back at sort of a central table or, you know, bench or something like that. And then we would each sample, you know, one or two bites of each of the things. And so we would sort of graze our way through. Um, It was very rare that one person would eat an entire serving of absolutely anything. So we got to try lots of different things um, sort of throughout the day without ever feeling like we had overdone or overindulged. Except for the cheese bread. You don't want to share oh, the, no, cheese the cheese bread. bread. Just get that yeah, for yeah, yeah. The, the Brazil booth was absolutely <laughs> the exception. I was not sharing my cheese bread, not sharing my pork belly, and not sharing my Caparina cocktail. Hands off. <laughs> One other thing to mention, um, a lot of these qualify for snack credits on your dining plan if you're on the dining plan. Um, but as I always say, you want to maximize your snack credits. So use those for the expensive things. And like the lobster roll is like $7 versus the cronut, which is like $5. So you want to maximize your snack credits in every way possible. Good tip. 
Yes. All right. Well, I think that's it for food and wine. Charlotte, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. And that's it for this week's episode of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for episode two. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Charlotte. Thanks, Heather. Thanks. See you guys next time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, everyone. All right. And you can find us online at DisneyParkPrincess.com. You can find us on Twitter at DisneyParkPrin, P-R-I-N, numeral one. You can find us at Instagram, um, Instagram at DizParkPrincess, and of course on Patreon, patreon.com slash DisneyParkPrincess, as we discussed earlier. Talk to you next week. (music) 